Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 25th day of April. I'm Paul White. Yesterday, we dealt with the story of the healing of the blind man of Bethsaida from Mark chapter 8, verses 22 to 26. I got to the end of the story, and I said, we move on today to Peter's confession of Jesus. We're going to do that, but I want to say one more thing, something that I didn't really see until I was off of the podcast, and I really don't like to start over. I like to let these come out as they come out. So I don't like to get to the end and then go, oh, man, that I should have said that. You know what? Let's scratch it. We're going to re-record it. I've done that, but that's very rare. I mean, I've done that a handful of times in the dozen years we've been doing this podcast. I didn't want to do it yesterday, but... Uh, So what I'm doing instead is I want to open with a thought today. Jesus goes to Bethsaida. A blind man approaches him and desires to be touched. He wants to be touched for one reason. He wants to be healed. We don't get a lot of conversation in, in the approach to this. And we don't even get Jesus talking a lot, not until the very end. We get the fact that Jesus said something, but we don't hear it come out of his mouth. But he takes the blind man by the hand. He goes out of town. I talked to you about what that might mean. Here's something else it might mean. And and, and I like to think this way in regards to narrative. Because the, the writer has a voice. Even if he doesn't say anything, the writer has a voice in the way he lays out a story. By bringing him out of the town, it's possible that this miracle is for the disciples to see. Because wherever Jesus goes, they go. If he takes the blind man out of town to heal him, the disciples would have come with him. And it's possible that the message of the miracle itself is intended for his disciples. Because he spits on the man's eyes, and the man can see, but he can't see clearly. And then he touches him and the man can see clearly this is obviously a gradual healing and it's obviously done on purpose. I walked through a couple of things that might be happening here yesterday. So let me give you a third one. The disciples had just come from a journey with Jesus, feeding of the 5,000, walking on the water, feeding of the 4,000. He closes the segment on the whole leaven passage with the question in verse 21, how do you not understand? Then when he goes to Bethsaida and heals this man, he does a gradual healing. And maybe the message of the miracle is to show the disciples that Jesus is gradually healing their spiritual eyesight. They don't understand who Jesus is. They're like the blind man. They're getting it slowly, like the blind man. But just as the blind man can eventually see clearly, the disciples are about to see clearly who Jesus is. That leads us to Peter's confession. Verse 27. Now, Jesus and his disciples went out to the towns of Caesarea Philippi, and on the road he asked his disciples and said to them, Who do men say that I am? So they said, John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. Now John the Baptist has already been killed. He's been had his head chopped off as a result of his preaching to Herod. There's been a widespread panic. We talked about this a few chapters ago. 
that the ministry of Jesus, which really explodes after John, that Jesus is some sort of reincarnated or resurrected version of John the Baptist. Some say Elijah, and if you'll recall, Jesus is actually taught that for those who will hear it, John the Baptist is Elijah. You don't have to look for another Elijah. You already had him in John the Baptist. And others say you're one of the prophets. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're one of the Old Testament prophets. You're just a prophet. And so they put you on par with what they've seen, what they've heard, or what they expect. But he says to them in verse 29, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said to him, You are the Christ. Now, in Matthew's version of this, when Peter says, You are the Christ, Jesus says to him, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but it's been revealed to you by the Spirit. And you are now Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So, in the Matthew version, Jesus expounds on the fact that to have this kind of revelation is a move of the Spirit. Here, he warns them that they don't tell anyone about him. And so it does correlate to the Bethsaida healing. Remember, go out of town where his disciples can see the miracle, spit on the man's eyes, he sees men as trees walking, touch the man's eyes, he sees all things clearly, he's told not to go tell anyone. Then here come the disciples. Who do you say that I am? Well, you're kind of like these men, men like trees walking. We don't see you clearly. You look a little bit like something else. He goes, but who do you really say that I am? And the one man with the revelation of it speaks up and says, you're the Christ. And then he tells them, don't tell anyone. It's kind of the same thing he just said to the blind man. So I think it's the, the Bethsaida story is setting the disciples up for this revelation. I will progressively open your spiritual eyes. So I want to take the thing I said yesterday and I want to put it with something today. I told you yesterday that I think the story could be to show us that sometimes we go back to Jesus. Sometimes we need another touch. I want to amend that and say this on top of it. It might not just be that we need another touch. His touch is never insufficient. It's that we need our eyes opened more. So we we go back to him over and over again because we are receiving a progressive revelation of who he actually is. When we only open our eyes occasionally, we're just going to see him like other men, men like trees walking. We're going to be confused as to who Jesus is. But we keep going back and we keep going back and we keep going back. One of the reasons I do the DDP is for my own journey so that I keep going back into the Word and I keep getting reconfronted with Jesus so that I see Him more clearly. Because I, if I don't keep going back, I run the risk of recreating Jesus in my own image the way I want Him to be instead of the way I see Him in the text. Even going back and reading it, I run the risk. We all do. So we go back for His touch. I don't need the touch of Christ on my life so I can be more saved. But I might need the touch of Christ on my life so that I can see Him more clearly. And in seeing Him, maybe I'll see only Him. Jesus is going to predict His death and His resurrection in the next few verses. And then there is a stern rebuke of the same Peter who has a revelation of Christ now will have a rebuke by Jesus in the next passage, and we'll get to that tomorrow. And, there, and who knows? I might even have some more things to say about this passage from today. We'll see you. God bless.